Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey everybody, today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible is a leading provider of spoken audio information and entertainment. Listen to audiobooks wherever and whenever you want. Get a free audiobook of your choice at audiblepodcast.com slash thinking sideways. Thinking sideways. I don't understand. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey, what's up? It's uh, Thinking Sideways, the podcast. I'm Devin, joined as usual, I guess, by... Joe. And Steve. Yeah, we're yeah. usual. Um, and this week, I'm kind of breaking the rules a little bit. If you're an avid listener or like... You've been in discussions with us on like Reddit or email. We say this a lot too. We try to not do mysteries that are like anything under five years old. We try not to do with a few exceptions. I think um, the Elisa Lamb one and And I think those are the only two that we've done so far. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, I don't know. We have a lot of episodes. I don't know if you guys know. <laughs> so I did not go through every single one, but I'm pretty sure it's just been those two. But this mystery it was too good to pass up. Um, and it was one that I literally just learned about within the last like week. And we're going to talk about it. Where did you learn about it? Um, the internet. The internet. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's we're going to talk about the disappearance, quote unquote, disappearance of Lizanne Froon and Chris Kramers. Kramers? 
Hmm, I don't they're, know. It's they're Dutch names, so it's hard. Yeah, to, I'm not. I'm not, not positive not on the great. pronunciation there. It is Lizanne and Chris, so I'm gonna call them by their first names. They are 22 and 21 years old, respectively, and they are young women from the Netherlands. They're Dutch. They had saved up for about six months to travel from the Netherlands to Panama to spend a couple months there. They traveled like kind of did tourist stuff for a couple weeks and then their plan was to go to this small town in kind of the like northern kind of almost the northern border actually of panama and uh teach for a couple weeks do we know what they were teaching no okay i i didn't ever maybe, see it maybe but... english maybe spanish i can't remember it was a language i think of some kind. okay I mean, maybe dutch maybe dutch probably not but maybe i mean it seems like the, you know, use for Dutch in Panama and kind of like... <laughs> probably kind sub, of minimal. You know, in rural Panama. Yeah, I was going to say, if this was, you know, along the ports or something, it would mm -hmm. totally make sense. But mm -hmm. if you're in a rural area, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But uh, hard yeah. saying. Yeah. So they well. traveled to this small town called Boquette. Is that how you would say that? Bo I believe, Boquette. yeah. I'm going to go with Boquete. Boquete? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have I have idea. no idea either. They were going to stay with a host family which is the way that a lot of young travelers do that. They settled in. They went to check in to like work. They're like, we're here. We're ready to work. It's, I think, Sunday or who knows what day it is. I don't remember. But we're going we're gonna to start working. And the person who ran that school, who's an American woman, said, oh, no, you can't work until next week. You have a week to kill. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I, they had an entire week? Yeah. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. I That's thought okay. they had less than time than that. Well, no. then I'll go play Turista for a while longer. Yeah, so it turns out actually Liz Ann was like very upset about that. She even reportedly like wrote in her diary about how mad she was that they couldn't start teaching. I don't know if that was, you know, she just like wanted to get on with it. If she was annoyed that the, I, I guess maybe some communication had gone awry. I don't know why she was so, so mad about it. But maybe she had mapped out her, her, her trip very carefully. Maybe she wanted to do maybe this. Maybe she was a planner like then, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, it, it meant, you know, this area is very jungle filled. It's like very close to the continental divide. And so it meant they had a week to kill. And the next day they contacted a guy in, in Panama, apparently I've never been. Um, but in Panama, apparently there, you can hire a tour guide for just about anything, especially trails mm -hmm. in the area. So one of the things they did was they booked a tour guide for a trail. They, they booked a tour guide to take them on this trail called the pianist, the pianist, which is, uh, depending on the source, either a very easy few hours walk through lush jungle with a huge payoff view at the divide at the top of the mountains up there, or a super treacherous path riddled with hard terrain and is like really dangerous to do. I've done a lot of research on this, and as far as I can tell, it seems like the path up the mountain to the divide is like pretty easy i mean i wouldn't say that you know it's just like a stroll it's, it's not uphill. paved it's uphill it is you know definitely uphill but it's not like a, a climb you don't have to be you know a super experienced hiker yeah a lot of it's like a lot of trails in oregon 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I there's the easy part and the not so easy part. Yeah, and then the easy part or the not easy part is on the other side of the divide. It seems like I've watched a lot of videos of people like walking around in this area. And it does seem like, you know, I guess if it was like flooded, if it was super wet and soggy, maybe it would be dangerous or hard to navigate. But on April 1st, which is when these girls were in the area, the, it was beautiful. It was like really nice weather and really sunny and mm. nice. And so anyways. <clears throat> so the, the tornado didn't get them. No. Story sure. But anyway, no. so. So they. And their plan, I presume, was just to go to the top, look around and come back the easy way again. Well, and I, you know, that's time. kind of a question, honestly, is um, they hired this this guide for April 2nd in the morning who was going to take them on the trail. They, they, they arranged for that and everything. And then on the 1st, April 1st at 11 AM, they just decided, ah, you know what? Let's just do that trail today. I guess as far as anyone can tell, Mm -hmm. which is odd to me. I'll be honest. It's a little weird that you would, you know, book a guide to take you on a trail and then just hike it the day before. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No. Anyways, let's get back to the story. I've, you know, kind of just talked for a little bit there. So at about 11 a.m. on April 1st, Lizanne and Chris took off to walk with uh, Lizanne's backpack with bottled water. And, you know, it doesn't seem like they had power bars, snacks or really anything. It just seems like they did have bottles of water and they had their phones and their cameras and a little money. um, And they had searched for directions to the trail from where they were um, on their computers before they left their homestay. And there are some reports that they had brunch that morning at a cafe before they left. It's not totally clear if that happened or not. It's also not clear uh, if it's true or not that the reports of two young Dutch gentlemen joining them for that meal was true. Uh, But what is certain is that it's uncertain (laughs) how they got from where they were staying in their homestay to the trailhead. I I guess it was a bit of a, you would have had to like take a taxi or a bus or something like that. That was a long walk then long Mm -hmm. hike from there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe the the two Dutch guys gave him a ride. That is thrown around. Is this, um, is this, is this part of Panama really popular with Dutch people? I guess. I, I mean, don't know. Like, these were Dutch men that, like, they didn't, they apparently didn't actually know. Like, they weren't friends with them. They just approached them and, like, had heard that they were speaking Dutch. And they were like, oh, we're from the Netherlands, too. Let's talk. I, I was going to say, yeah, if you're in a foreign country, you're in a little restaurant, and you overhear a language that you know, you automatically gravitate to that. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I have a, you know, whenever I travel, I always meet people and wind up hanging out with them. So, right. Yeah. The weather... Uh, this happened in 2014. I guess I like haven't actually set the dates out or anything like that. <laughs> April 1st, 2014. And so the not weather, long ago. So not that long ago. That's why she admitted she was breaking the yeah, rules earlier. Super yeah. breaking the rules. So the weather on the 1st of April, 2014, was highs in the like 90s Fahrenheit, which is 30s Celsius, and lows in the kind of low 70s, low 20s Celsius. <sighs> it's nice like, weather. Yeah, I, I mean, know. probably humid. Low, yeah, low nineties and humid for hiking. I don't know. I probably would like. Um, well, I suppose if it was a real easy trail, <laughs> I just don't like. I'm not a hot weather person. Sure, I, you know, it's it's not as though it was you know freezing cold and pouring yeah. rain and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, it wasn't terrible conditions. Yeah, they had with them a camera. It was like a Canon 
or a mm-hmm. Nikon. I can't it remember. It was a Canon. And they had their phones. And as you'd imagine, imagine they took a couple photos in these like really picturesque locations. They're mm-hmm. gorgeous yeah. photos. Yeah. You know. I've seen uh, some of the photos too, you know, and, and and they look like they're having a great time. Also. I would be. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful out there. Oh, yeah. And so they took photos of each other so they don't appear together in any photos. You know, it's just two girls out hiking. You say, you know, you okay, you take a picture of me. Okay, now I'll take a picture of you. It's, you know, so there's a picture of each of them at the kind of summit at the Continental Divide, which is beautiful. And then there are some pictures that are kind of more like candid hiking shots of Chris that Lisanne presumably took. Um, I think it was her camera, in fact. And they show Chris not wearing a backpack. So we presume that Lisanne was wearing the backpack as well. Um, but, you know, they're just like from behind shots or like, you know, Chris standing by a waterfall and like posing. And, you know, none of those photos exist of Lisanne. They're all of Chris. So we know who liked to use the camera more than the other. Yeah, or, you know, it was her camera. So, you know, you would just kind of assume if she was probably walking behind Chris and she was just, you know, snapping photos. Oh, yeah, candid photos. You're absolutely Mm -hmm. right. Some of them do kind of look more like, hey, Chris, turn around, click, you know, pose for the picture. Then on April 2nd, when the girls fail to appear at their appointment with the local guide, he got a little... Mm, angry, and he made no, some entries actually, in his diary I don't about think how angry he was. He was. Angry. The, the impression I have is that he actually, his first... Cons- he, was he was first concerned. concerned. Yeah. yeah. So he went to the house where they were homestaying and said, well, you know, did they oversleep? Did they decide to cancel and not tell me what's going on? And the family that they were supposed to be staying with said, oh, we haven't, we haven't seen them. They left yesterday, and we haven't seen them since. Not a good start. Not a great start. The family quickly reported the girls missing, although they attempted to report them missing like two times before they were officially reported missing. They were officially reported missing, I think it was like at 9 p.m. So that obviously wasn't ideal. But apparently as soon as they were reported missing, it was reported that the Pan... pan, How do you say Panamanian. Panamanian, thank you. Authorities, they sent out... Huge search teams and search and rescuers immediately took to the jungle to start searching. It turns out that might not be true. It turns out that the brother of the guide that they had hired, who's a farmer, I think that's the connection, heard about it and got some local volunteer farmers and all the other, and they started searching. Uh, but it turns out that the official search and rescue effort didn't start for a while so wait 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 so uh, maybe i didn't ever catch that in the research they they went out on the first people figured out they were missing on the morning of the second mm-hmm. and eventually their reported being the status of being missing mm-hmm. was finally acknowledged but only a farmer went out to look for him a farmer and some local volunteers well uh, you know you know this is a, this is a little dinky town there's probably not like a huge you know, search and rescue team oh, available right there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that, that, that makes Okay. That, that seems likely. That I don't know. a lot of You sense. know, it depends I on where you read it. Completely forgot the context. Either yeah. it was, you know, because the Panamanian authorities didn't really care. It's That's how it's framed for a lot of people. But I think probably Joe's correct. It's just that those that wasn't available. Yeah, it probably takes a while for the alarms to really start going off. Mm-hmm. I mean, people can get lost for a few days in the jungle. It's not necessarily going to, you know, 
going to be fatal because especially nice, in those conditions yeah nice weather and everything yeah. you know so even if they've fallen down and broken a leg for example mm-hmm. they're not going to die of exposure in a couple of days time right. or their thirst or starvation or anything else they're going to get bit by a lot of bugs mm. and that's yeah. not going to be pleasant well i mean it, but but they're they're it's very easy and obvious to just make this the you know the observation that they're totally greenhorns they uh-huh. totally have no idea what they're doing because they're not from that area to me, it would seem like you would try and rustle up as many people as possible right away because well, people who don't know what they're doing make stupid decisions. Yeah, well, probably the lo- if you're talking about the searchers versus, yeah, the searchers, they're locals. They probably know the area pretty well, but still, it's not. You need a lot of people to go searching the jungle, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Now that I remember the map of it, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, they probably just they probably just like headed out the trail to see if they were like sitting by the trail with a broken leg or something like that. On April seventh, the search was on in earnest. That's like a whole week after they had Almost a week. been reported missing. Oy. And on April eighth, in fact, the parents of both of the girls flew in from the Netherlands and came with a couple Dutch detectives and. 12 trained Dutch dogs. 12 trained Dutch yeah. dogs. Wow. Seven were search and rescue dogs and five were cadaver dogs. Um, so these detectives, were they like official popo or privatized or what? They were official. Official, Yeah. Huh? I guess it turns out the Netherlands like super cares about their citizens or something. No messing around about it. Yeah, I guess not. Mm. That or it was like a slow crime week. Yeah, no doubt, yeah. The detectives were like, we got to do something. Like, that seems like it's interesting. Let's go do that. Yeah, what the hell? We get to go to Panama for free. Oh, man, no. So the dogs would get these, um, what what's called hits, right? When they react to the smell of the people they're looking for. But it, it turns out that they were all places that the volunteers had searched previously, you know, on the first couple of nights. The first night that the searchers spent out in the middle of the night was April 8th. Uh, sending up white flares and making noises and, you know, having lights and all that stuff, hoping that the girls would either hear and see these things and call out or signal back or make their way to them. That's a fairly typical, I think, search and rescue technique in the jungle like that. Yeah. When it's that vast of an area, Mm -hmm. it's an easy way to get somebody's attention. Yeah. They didn't. The girls didn't show. Eventually, the search was scaled back. The search party spent five consecutive nights out in the jungle doing that same kind of behavior of, you know, flares and all that stuff. And the girls were lost, uh, presumed dead. You know, I, I think these two really would have benefited from a book. This book is called Alone in the Wild by Marcus Duke. And actually, the full title is Alone in the Wild, The Essentials of Wilderness Survival. Yeah, that sounds like that would have been helpful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I might need to get this. Yeah, yeah. I is, think... Is it on Audible? I think so, yeah. I mean, I, I can look it up if you want, but, you know, probably click, is. Click, 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 yeah. Click, oh, click, 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 click. Oh, it look, is. it's on Audible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Weird. Awesome. So, as you know, Audible is our sponsor for this episode, and if you would like to know how to survive in the wilderness alone, this would be a really good find for you. You can go to audiblepodcast.com slash thinking sideways and start your free trial and get a free download book. It's a free 30-day trial and a free audio book. Um, you know, if for whatever reason, this doesn't like float your boat or whatever. I think they have like over 150,000 titles. And growing. And growing every day. Um, and a no questions asked return policy if for whatever reason you don't like the book. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's like pretty worth it. This, yeah. this would help a lot of people. And I'm 
pretty sure that uh, Audible's got an app, so you can put it on your phone or your oh, tablet nice. or wherever. So, yeah. uh, you know, you don't have to be online mm-hmm. to read it. You, just get you don't it have and to go. stream it. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is nice. awesome. That's great. Get it, stream it, download it. Yeah, man. Yeah, so right there. so like a you, tagline there. Yeah, well, it's kind of cool when when I'm lost in the woods or the wilderness or whatever. I like to be able to pull out my tablet and kill some time by reading something. Yeah. Or watching a movie, but you yeah. know, or, or listening to an Audible book. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So audiblepodcast.com slash thinking sideways. Get it for free now. <laughs> Today. <laughs> you never know when you might get lost in the woods. That's right. I don't think I'd take my tablet into the woods. Your phone though, maybe. Yeah, no, I, I could see I could see that. Yeah. It makes sense. Speaking of taking cell phones into the woods, now did I I remember correctly, they had cell phones, right? So this is hey, this is where the quotation marks around disappearance come in. On June thirteenth, forty four days after the search was pretty much just, you know, gone. A man and his wife were planting I think it was rice, but it could have been some other kind of crop in their fields by a river and decided well it's hot let's go take a dip in the river to cool down so they did and as they're swimming around they looked over and saw something very curious in the bush over there it was a blue backpack which you don't know because you haven't seen the pictures and you don't know my brain but is the color of the backpack that lisanne was carrying when the girls disappeared on april 1st now is this um i have not I have not figured out if this was like right on the edge of the river, like it had floated down the river and wound up just sort of watching some stuff and the river receded a little bit, or was it above the river? It was above the river in okay. like a bush, significantly above, but Several on the feet river. out of the water. Yeah, but mm-hmm. on the river path. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the water flow between April and June probably dropped quite a bit, so yes. it's, it's quite possible. It yeah, and there was a stream. lot of, in the in the 44 days in between, there was a lot of flash flooding that was happening and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's it's pretty much just generally accepted that the backpack floated there yeah. and ended up there, and the water lowered, and it just stayed there. Yeah. Anyways, it was, in fact, Lizanne's backpack. Uh, they found it, and they turned it in because there was a lot of publicity around this in Panama, this disappearance. And, the, you know, there were pictures of the backpack that, you know, or some a backpack like it. So everybody kind of knew that if you found a backpack like that, you just turn it in. Contained neatly packed within were two pairs of cheap sunglasses, $83 in U.S. money, two cell phones, a camera, and two bras neatly folded. The area in which the backpack was found was about eight hours as the crow flies or like six and a half miles from the last place that they were photographed. That... So that's eight and a half hours away on foot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eight hours away on foot. Or eight hours away. Six and a half miles. Okay. This is where I think our story gets a little more tragic. It, you know, it's already a little tragic. But... The days that followed the discovery, the searchers found two boots, uh, one that still had a foot inside of it. See the Salish Sea foot phenomenon. As why mm-hmm. feet stay in yeah. shoes, mm-hmm. yes. The, both the boots, they, were, they weren't a match to each other, but they were both matches to the boots seen in the photos for each of the girls. Well, and they were also... So uh, Dutch manufacturer. Dutch manufacturer, right? yeah. One of them was... Yeah, only manufactured. Oh, in the only ones. one of them? Yeah, the okay, other one I, was, I think, like a... Okay, I, for some like reason, that. presume they were both were. Mm-mm. They also found part of a pelvic bone, clean pelvic bone, crushed up, 
DNA testing revealed that the bones belonged to Lizanne and Chris. As the investigators started to look at the photos on the camera and their cell phones, this kind of tragic thing, this kind of tragic story started to take hold. Uh, they started to look at the, is the EXIF data? Is that how you say it? One on the photos. Yeah. yeah, on the photos. And that contains time and GPS location for some things. You know, kind of like basic information. It's we geolocation. Talked, yeah, we talked about the, that kind of data being attached in the Cicada 3301 episode that you can attach data to photos like that. And they're automatically attached for most cameras. Well, yeah, most modern cameras, yeah. digital cameras yeah. do it automatically. People don't even realize mm-hmm. that information is tagged right into the file yeah. anymore. And you can turn it off on your iPhone, I know. I think you can turn it off on most, most but devices. You but you have to go in and do it. So Yeah, it's not easy to yeah. do. And this kind of thing that scares me, this is like my most haunting bit of this story, is that the girls, at least one of the girls, had been alive and desperately trying to call out for help on the night of April 8th. That night that the the searchers all stayed out, there so are. She was making outgoing phone calls. No, there was no service. So yeah. there are there's some data in attempts to call, um, make phone calls, but we'll talk about those in like a second. What it was that they discovered was on the camera, the Nikon or Canon. A, yeah, Canon. Canon. You I keep telling me, and I just keep forgetting. Um, on the night of April 8th, there were 90 photos taken between the hours of 1 a.m. and 4 a.m., 87 of which are just pure black, which suggests that they were trying to signal back with the flash to the search crews for whatever reason they weren't mobile or they weren't able to find the search crew, but they saw the signals and were trying to signal back with the flash. And that didn't work. Apparently not. They should have like climbed up a tree or found a high, found some high ground. Maybe yeah, that would have done it. That might have done it. Probably part of the problem is is that you know, if you, they've got flares, like probably parachute flares up in the air, mm-hmm. and so all that light and you know hoo ha and their their little dicky flash was just kind of mm-hmm. lost in the noise, mm-hmm. no doubt. Yep. I'm gonna go through the timeline a little more. Joe was bringing up the phone calls and the the pictures and stuff like that. So let's just walk through it. There's an infographic that I got most of this information off of. I've compensated. Awesome. It's awesome. There's a couple really great infographics. We'll post links to all of those on the website. But I pull a lot of information off of that, but also from other sources. So just bear with me. We're going to do that thing where I sit and talk at you for a while. <laughs> Chris had an iPhone. Lisanne had a Galaxy 3 S3. I, I'm pretty sure that that's who had which one, but I could have gotten them flip-flopped and some of the information like i said is hidden like really deep in forums so i've forgotten where everything came from well i I think what matters is that we know one was an iphone Mm -hmm. an iphone 4 yeah and one was a galaxy s3 yes and that's that's the important piece the other little tidbit is that like 90 percent of the information about this Story is in either Dutch or Spanish, neither of which I speak or read. Uh, you know, Google can translate that. Yeah, for so you. there It'll has be been a lot of. But you can you can get Google to translate it. For it you. turns out that um, Spanish is okay to like get in Google Translate, but Dutch it has a super hard time with. So sometimes you're just 
kind of left out in the lurch. Yeah, I've read some of the thing, the articles that were uh, from the Netherlands, and people just dumped them into Google Translate and then dumped them into the mm-hmm. forums. Mm-hmm. And you're reading through, and you're correcting it as you read it. You're trying to, though. But you don't know if you're correcting it correctly. Yeah. Exactly. I read yeah. one thing. There, there were some ribs found eventually, and I read somebody had translated it, um, and the spare ribs were found. And it was, <laughs> I saw that same where, thing. <laughs> yeah, so... Just bear with me, please. On April 1st, at about 11 a.m., they took off. They mm-hmm. started the trail. Uh, they arrived at the Continental Divide at about 1 p.m. by the sun and the XF data on the camera. People, you know, looked at the pictures and said, yeah, it's about where the sun would be. And oh, also, this is what the data suggests. There had been some speculation about the timetables being wrong because people thought that the cameras might have still been on. The XF data recorded on the pictures might have still been on uh Dutch time, but I don't think that that's true for a number of reasons. Or if it is, it's been changed over. It seems they continued down the other side of the mountain on the continental divide. So they divide. continued to follow they the path. They continued to follow the path. And this is a fun fact about the continental divide. I don't know if like a lot of people follow this or not, but the river would have been running the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So, it would have been a different river. It would have been a different river, and the, it would have been flowing a different way. So if they had tried to follow a river, thinking, oh, this will take us back to the city, it turns out, no, it won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so they when they went to the top of the Continental Divide, mm-hmm. and I've looked at the trail, and the trail does follow a river for a period of time, they would have been walking upstream. Yep. So if they hit the other side of the divide and went downhill and found a river and said, oh, hey, there's the river. Let's follow it. They would have been heading downstream, but on the opposite side yeah. of the peak. Mm-hmm. And following a completely different river. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. At about 2, speaking of a river, uh, 2 p.m., the last photo of Chris was taken crossing a stream. She looks super happy and calm and relaxed. You know, they're dressed for the weather the hot weather, tank tops and shorts or, you know, stuff like that. Then at 4.39 p.m., the iPhone tried to dial 112, which is the Dutch equivalent of 911. And I'm pretty sure that Panama uses 911 as, as well. Sorry. <laughs> Numbers and stuff. I'm pretty sure. Anyways, then at... 4.51, the Samsung attempts to make the same call. Neither are connected to the network, so neither go through. On April 2nd, at 6.56 a.m., just right after sunrise, the Samsung attempts the 112 call again, which does not go through, obviously. Then at 8.14 a.m., the iPhone tries the 112 call, which was not connected, and a screenshot was taken of that phone right after the call for reasons unknown. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, you know, the screen capture function on cell phones is always kind of an awkward thing. I accidentally take screen caps of my phone. Yeah, all the time. I know, but it's you got to hold this possible. button and, and twist your nose in this right way and or just not know what you're doing and yeah. hold grab it and grip it and it randomly takes them so i can just see that randomly happening it's possible yeah yeah so uh, between uh, between the 656 call and the 814 a.m call i presume they must have maneuvered to a higher position i don't know hoping that they could 
I don't, I don't know. Contact. No, there's and no, course, there's it, no data in that. I mean, right? You have they, no idea. Yeah, and they don't, and and they didn't realize that there's no one one two in Panama. Sure. Apparently. Yeah. At ten fifty three a.m., a magnitude six point earthquake rocks Panama, Panama City. Um, but you, they felt it in Bocotet or however you say. Boquet. Boquet. Boquete. Boquete or whatever. I don't know. You're both wrong. <laughs> Probably. And at this, actually, almost this exact moment when they were feeling this earthquake, the Samsung attempts the 112 and 911 call both. I think somebody thought, you know, one of the two must have been like, oh, oh yeah, maybe it's 911 here. Maybe it's not. Smart move. Well, but they've been trying both numbers. They, this is the first time they dial 911. Oh, okay. I I was thinking that they had been trying 911 mm-hmm. and 112. Nope, just 112 okay. up until this point. The call is not connected again. At 1.56 p.m., the Samsung again attempts a 112 slash 911 call, both. And the 911 call is briefly connected, like for a second, and then drops out. Mm, that's frustrating. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so obviously they must have been moving around trying to find coverage. I think. And move around. Maybe. Hey, we got a bar. There's, there's a lot of theories around that, right? I mean, something obviously must have happened to one of them that made it so that they could not make it back out. Yeah, probably somebody broke a leg, something like or that. Or got bit by a spider. Or we'll talk about that, you know, in theories. But this, that's, you know, one of the things is... You can only move around so much. If one of you is not mobile, you're not going to want to just leave your friend and like wander because you don't know your way back to that person. You don't want to both be lost separately from each other. Yeah. You know, this is why you don't go into haunted houses and then split up. Yeah. Same, same theory. If we've learned anything from horror movies, you don't do that. Yeah. And always carry a gun. That, that moment where it's connected, where the 911 call was connected is the only time any of these calls was connected. Just so sad. As a, as a fact. And then at 9 p.m. that evening, the girls are officially reported missing. On April 3rd, at 8 a.m., the search and rescue teams start to patrol the area with a helicopter. So that's when they finally deployed. So, you know, the next day. At 9.32, the iPhone attempts to make a 911-only call. At this point, I think they had figured out that it's 911. They gave up on 112 because they connected mm-hmm. on 911. This is the last call that was made for a really long time. Then at, and the phones are starting to get switched off. They're turning them off, I think. Smart move. To preserve it's, battery. Yeah. And yeah. actually, when you hear how long these phones lasted, like, it's smart. Smart move. Yeah, because y- you don't want Pandora trying to run in the background and running your battery down. Right, totally. Or, like, you know, your phone to be searching constantly yeah. for uh-huh. a signal. Yep. It'll drain Wi-Fi your battery. Wi-Fi so yeah. 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 At 1.50 p.m., the iPhone was switched on. And I, I didn't realize that they can pull data from your iPhone of when it's turned on and when it's turned off. Like that it logs every time it's turned on. But apparently they can. I am not surprised by that at all. Yeah. And then at uh, 4 p.m., the Samsung was turned on and 4.16, the iPhone was turned on. That's it for that night. At 4.50 a.m. on April 4th, the Samsung is turned on and then dies. The battery dies at 5 a.m. The iPhone is switched on at 1.16 or 10.16 and 1.42 
And that stays super consistent through the next few days. I don't know if one of the girls was wearing a watch or what, but like super consistent. So then on the 5th, the iPhone was switched on at 10.50 a.m. and 1.37 p.m. At 1.37, there was no pin entered to unlock the phone, which people think is significant for some reason. I think it's probably not really. Um, I, I have my ideas, but I'll hold it for the theory sure. section. Well, now you have, a, you have an iPhone, right? Yeah. And so when you turn, when you turn yours on, mm-hmm. even without putting the pin in, can you mm-hmm. look and see how many bars you have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah. No sense putting the pen in if yep. you can see you've got no signal. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And then on April 6th, the iPhone is switched on at 10.26 a.m. and 1.37 again p.m. Again, no pin entered, entered at either time. And that was it. Nothing on the 7th. There's no data from the 7th. And then on April 8th, in the early morning from 1 to 4 a.m. on April 8th, what many people would consider the night of the 7th, right? But it's early morning on the 8th. That's when those 90 pictures were taken with the camera. As mentioned, 87 of them are just black. Uh, A lot of people, I haven't seen them. They haven't been released. So a lot of people think maybe the lens cap was on. I don't think cameras take pictures with lens caps on. This was a point and shoot. It didn't have a lens cap. Oh, okay. It it has a built-in shutter, but it's one of those ones, as soon as you turn it on, the shutter Open. opens, uh-huh. it's ready to rock. So for me, that's, that means that they're just p- taking pictures into the sky. Possibly. Right? Because you're, if you're covered, you're going to find an uncovered, as much of an uncovered area as possible. Otherwise, you're going to see reflections of trees and stuff like that. So I, again, I don't know. Nobody's seen these pictures I mean, you know, none of us, none of us amateurs have seen these pictures, so I don't know how "quote unquote" totally black they are. But there are three that are not. They have all been released. One was a blurry photo that appeared to be like the back or the side of Chris's head. It's just like her blurry hair. I'll show it to you guys in studio in a second. Um, links, of course, on the website. One photo of like a rock wall with vegetation overhanging it. And one photo that creeps a lot of people out, but doesn't creep me out. That's a small branch with two pieces of red plastic tied on it. And there's like either a gum wrapper or like one of those single serving pill packets underneath it. And I guess some people look at that and think that the red plastic is skin, which I literally can't even like talk myself into it looking like. No, that that looks like if anybody's ever gone into the woods in an area where they were going to, let's say, fell trees mm-hmm. or they mark trees and it's that, that really thin red material, it's, it's kind of elastic. It's called flagging. Yeah, it's flagging. And that looks like shreds of stuff that's that same consistency of material. It's just little pieces of plastic to so- yeah, now this is a this is a picture on the right, correct? Yeah, I have a better one of that. This is the only one. There's the picture of the side of Chris's head, in, but I have the other other two ones. I'll show you just now. Yeah, let's see. So this is the one that people talk about being the rock wall. It looks to me more like it's a you know it may just be the orientation, but it kind of looks like a path to me, honestly. Um, it's hard to tell. It, it almost looks like ruts, like they're on yeah. the road with, with wheel ruts. Mm-hmm. Or it. something like that. Yeah. And then this is that one that creeps people out. And I should say that there have been reports that uh, red bags similar to that were found in their belongings in 
their rooms at their homestay um, mm. for whatever reason. You know, they're like doggy bags or something. I was going to say, it's almost like a, a cheap takeout plastic yeah. bag or something. So I don't know if like one of the girls was like, you know, keeping stuff in there or like what, you know, like it's totally possible. It's... You just take them with you maybe to put trash in if you... You know, I don't know. Well, yeah, depending on where you're going, some places you have to carry your poop out. No, seriously. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been oh, in yeah. places like this. Yeah. And, uh, those two-handled grocery bags are actually quite handy for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if they actually took those bags out and emptied them and tied them to the branch just to as a signal flag. That's that's the theory. Yeah. It's the tiniest little signal flag I ever did see, though. Yeah, it's not going to do a lot of good. Not really. But. And then behind that, it looks like water to me. There's a lot of speculation, but it looks like reflection of water. Would mm-hmm. you say that that's accurate? It, it, it's, it's actually, possible. It looks like it's you know, a river, a creek, mm-hmm. something, because there's a sharp delineation there. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, so I think that's probably water. Yeah, and it's not, it doesn't look like the ground that we saw in the previous pictures or anything like that. And I guess the only, like, kind of question on, on that is, like, why take a picture of that? I, I, as I look at that, I kind of had the same initial, oh, it's a, that's, they must be at the river or mm-hmm. a river or something. But now to me, if it's that dark out and you can barely make out the trees in the back, background that looks like wet broadleaf foliage to me that's reflecting moonlight or mm. flash most likely it's probably the flash, probably flash. So that's... that they've they've lit off by taking this photos I, I i question that that's that they're near the river that's yeah fair. no yeah. That's, actually as i look at it more closely it it, uh, it looks like it's maybe a little mound of a mound of earth with foliage in the background a little bit a little bit of a little bit further away. I mean, like, you yeah, know, like and 20, actually, 30 feet away. When I look at it, you know, the other thing I can make it into is like trees. Like they're in a clearing and mm-hmm. you can see like the trees kind of in the distance a little bit reflecting. And, and now is that, is that the moon in the upper right or is that just or refraction? Spe- in nobody the knows. Uh, I don't know. I would be, I'm going to say that's refraction because it looks yeah. like it's in the, a chunk of tree. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a it's speck flare. of dust or something. Yeah. Anyways, I still, like, it doesn't really matter, like, the contents of the background of that picture because, like, I still am not totally clear why you take a picture of that thing. Um, And also a picture of the side of Chris's head or the side or back of Chris's head or, you know, there's a lot of people. The other theory about these photos is that they were trying to use it to, like, light their way. That's kind of what I'm thinking. You know, but I guess for me, I have pretty good night vision and I know... That for me, if I'm walking outside and it's dark, I don't want to use a flashlight mm-hmm. because it actually makes it harder for me to see than just let your eyes adjust to the dark and kind of navigate that way. Well, certainly. I mean, Especially if it's just like a bright flash well, every two minutes. Exactly. I mean, using a flashlight is one thing, but just blinding yourself with the, the mm-hmm. flash in your camera. Yeah. Okay, so this is presumably after moonset. Yeah, uh, it's not after moonset, but it's after the... M- moon went behind the mountain and by this time uh, again what uh what side of the mountain were they of, of the continental divide were they on they were on the north side yeah the north side uh-huh okay. they the the trail they took it's kind of a north northeasterly trail and then once they hit the other side we're not positive that the things that were found were nearly directly north uh, you know, these miles away, but it's, it's all, they're all on the, the north side of the divide. Okay. The other thing that people suggest with these pictures or the use of the flash is that they were trying to scare something away. 
that seems like a long time to try and scare something away, especially if you've been sleeping in the jungle for a while and you have been dealing with whatever you would be scaring away. Uh, Likely, you know, they didn't know that any of the big predators that live in the jungle there aren't actually going to try and kill you. No, they're 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 not going to. They're kind of bashful. They might, if you were like a single small child, they might try, but like two, you know, even adult sized, mildly adult sized human beings, they're not, they're not going to try and attack. And and also by this time, they they would have had the brains, hopefully, to secure some really big clubs for themselves, just in the event that something like that happened. Maybe. The the predators, I mean, like, I can't remember which big cat it is that's in Panama, but other than a a big cat or some ginormous snake, there's not, I I can't really think of any other major predators that would be a threat to a human. It's not, it's the big cats and the big cats aren't going to attack you and a snake right. might but right yeah. that's again that's that's why i'm asking yeah. because it, it, those are very unlikely honestly the things, things are very bashful creatures the things that'll kill you in in this area are poison snakes <laughs> snakes yeah. and spiders although I, I i did know a guy one time who backpacked through central america mm-hmm. and he said I, i'm pretty sure he said it was in panama he was uh what's, what's the word accosted by vampire bats yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. And yeah, they were trying to they were trying to get through his mosquito netting and mm-hmm. get at him. And yeah, and that would be unsettling. Yeah, that would be unsettling. And so I would imagine that you know maybe maybe driving away the the vampire bats with the with the flash. Maybe. Well, uh, I don't know. And certainly not for that. like three hours, right? I mean, consistently for three hours. That seems. Well, but if they're out in the middle of the night and they smell prey. They're going to keep coming back. Yeah, yeah but then you like you. you find a new place to be, right? I mean, you find some more cover. They, you uh, don't just sit there and like flash for three hours. You like, but there come may up not be creative. any other cover. Is the point? I guess. It's... I, I don't. I don't know. This is completely conjectured. Yeah, I, totally. I, it totally yeah. is actually. Um, but that would be another explanation for their 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 stick with the bags tied to it. Would be to oh, I guess that's something true. Something they could swat the bats with. That's true. It's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. although they're tiny little bits of. It looks like a very small stick yeah. that would break if I if I whacked you with it, it would snap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing that people suggested, we're just going to like, you know, deal with these pictures right now. One of the other things that I saw suggested around was that by this time, it's likely that at least one of them was could have potentially been hallucinating either for, you know, lack of food or lack of sleep or lack of water or just whatever. fear or whatever, and that they were trying to capture pictures of what they were seeing, not what was actually there. So that's also a theory out there. How theory. much it holds, you know, I don't know, but it's a, it's a theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, maybe they ate some bad mushrooms or something. I mean, you know, it's yeah. always possible if you're starving in the wilderness and you have no idea what you're doing it's always possible note to all of our listeners if you're in the jungle or the woods never eat mushrooms yeah, yeah don't it's do it. not worth it unless well, you know 100 percent. well no mushrooms basically have no caloric value so it's not worth even taking the chance not worth the just, risk just, yeah. just don't do it if and i were here that's the fact are... of the day okay don't do it just don't do it just don't do it but uh yeah yeah, and I'm, there's so many people that, out there who have died from eating mushrooms. So, yeah, kids, don't do it. Just take a lot of power bars with you when you go. It's like, hey, I'm going to have to go get lost. Okay, anyway. So the pictures on April 8th are it until April 11th, at which time uh, the iPhone was switched on again at 1051 
a.m. and then eventually dies at 11.56 a.m. My iPhone barely lasts a day. Legitimately, I was out yesterday. I had been using it like a little bit, but I was out and my phone died while I was out at, um, I think, 7 p.m. It made it from like 7 a.m. It made it 12 hours. <laughs> that was it. So kudos on them for finding a way to make an iPhone last. What was it? 10 days. 10 days. That's incredible. Uh, it seems to me that, you know, the, the off again, on again strategy is a good one. Yeah. And the consistency of the off again, on again is a super good strategy too. You know, that they were turning them on and off at the same time. They were calling at kind of the same times. That's smart because if you unknowingly make it through and they, you know, for whatever reason it gets dropped because it's going to get dropped search and rescue or emergency services then have like a time frame they can see they say okay well they called it this time so let's like keep an eye out maybe they'll call well, it this but, time but n- correct me if i'm wrong the one call that went through to 911 was at a different weird time well but the point i'm getting at is it was no it's it's noted because it was recorded on the phone as having connected mm-hmm. but didn't stick long enough for 911 to know and log it right that's true so that yeah. there there's there's a bit of an issue there. I mean, I understand sure. the the whole thing. It's but... just the logic of well, it. It's, it's not. It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like you know when you um, when you when you actually hit that number and it goes to dial it and there's that lag between when it actually starts ringing. I mean, you connect before the ring starts. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I and so like like if I were to call you right now, your phone wouldn't start ringing for a little bit. My phone would, my phone would be be going like oh yeah going through and but your phone wouldn't know it for a while. Anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But so anyway, again, the, the 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 data from the phones and also from the camera, none of that stuff uh, actually tells them what their course was. The authorities. What the course? What was? their course? I mean, I mean, there's no coordinates were... on the phone because the phones didn't have service. They weren't connecting to mm-hmm. anything. Well, the phones still have GPS. GPS yeah, should weren't... still be working. I guess they weren't. I don't know mm-hmm. if they if they do know that path they're not they aren't releasing it mm-hmm. so I, I don't have that information somebody might i don't mm. i also do want to mention that i have read on a various different forums that there were like six calls made from the iphone at the end of the 11th day or the 11th of april the 10th day uh but i can't find a source for that and i don't think that's true i don't think that really happened i think the phone just died i don't think that six calls were made mm-hmm. in rapid succession it's, yeah it's like somebody threw that in for a little drama because six rapid calls means at the very like, end panic 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 yeah. panic you know we're something being, horrible like, yeah, was the happening cobra's coming after us we got to get the cops in here yeah now. pretty much yeah so that's that's the information that we have in terms of timeline and there are of course some big questions here that we will probably never have answers to one thing that a lot of people are saying they think is weird is that the neither of the girls recorded like a farewell of any kind no like no no like video no like picture mm-hmm. nothing and I, I guess that's a thing that you see in people who die like in the wilderness fairly frequently people who know they're gonna die like you know, leave a note that says, oh, I love you, mom. I love you, dad. I'm so sorry. Or uh, this happened to us and like it's horrible, horrible and awful and I'm about to die and I love everybody, you know. 
but that doesn't really bother me so much. I'll be honest. Like, well, not they probably didn't. To do they, yeah. they probably, I wouldn't have thought to do that until I read that on the internet. So yeah, they uh, they they maybe didn't give up hope and think I'm about to die or anything like that. And by that time, of course, the batteries and all the devices are dead. And by the time they thought about making a farewell video, well, too late. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those little point and shoots don't. They have kind of crappy little batteries. Like I've got a little point and shoot Pentax. Mm-hmm. That, Nice little camera, but uh, the battery doesn't last long at all. Well, it's also hard to tell, like, how long after the phones died they were alive. Yeah, you know, no. You know, I mean, like, they could have both been alive for, like, ten more days. They could have not been feeling like they were about to die for, you know, a week until after, you know, after their stuff died. So it's also possible that that wasn't a thing that concerned them. As I said, it doesn't concern me, but I did want to bring it up because I do see it a lot of places. There's also this fun problem that comes up when they did interviews with local witnesses, not witnesses of whatever happened to them, obviously, but people who said that they saw the girls on the first. In the town. In the town. It's pretty well confirmed that the photos that they took on the Continental Divide were taken at 1 p.m., so they would have had to have left town at like 11 a.m. at the very latest for them to have, you know, walked up there and all that stuff. Uh, but apparently the woman who runs the school that they were planning to work for claims that she spoke with them at 1 p.m. that day. Huh? Further, it's, mm. I mean, it's impossible. It's simply impossible. Furthermore... Well, eyewitness accounts always vary a lot. Yeah. Okay, the other thing is that the innkeeper slash, like, coffee there's a guy who runs like an inn and like a coffee shop at like basically the bottom of the trail outside of very outside of town you run into this in like european countries a lot too there's just like a random inn there he said that he saw two um he used the term gringo girls uh, that vaguely kind of matched the description of lisanne and chris i mean certainly there couldn't have been like that many white folks walking around of that uh, age. There could have been. I don't know. There could I don't have been. Know. If there's enough business for a guy to have a guide service up and down that trail for, you know, to mm-hmm. make money, mm-hmm. there might be enough. And, and, you know, a couple of gringo girls is probably a very apt description of yeah. who he saw, whoever he saw. He's, mm. So his description of them is like a little off. And, you know, he said that the taller brunette girl was wearing black leggings but Lisanne was wearing like a black skirt or shorts or something that doesn't really match so it doesn't super match but he kind of described them and he said that girls these two girls that he saw showed up at his inn at about 3 30 p.m which would have been about when they were probably hitting that area again if they walked straight down from the continental divide instead of going over that timeline makes sense they looked he said they looked really really tired and they were asking for directions back into town and he said you you should take a taxi but he described one of them as being a brunette yeah lizanne's a brunette one's a redhead one's a brunette he he then said he didn't pay attention to see if they had walked back into town or walked to the trail. I don't know also how good their Spanish was, and I don't know if there are kind of regional dialects. So it's, you know, possible that, I guess it's possible that they did, in fact, walk back down, got directions they didn't totally understand, and thought that they were in the wrong place and walked back up the hill. But that seems unlikely to me. I literally have no idea what would possess those girls to walk back to the trail. Well, Dude. and they know they know what direction they they got 
there somehow. So right. they know what direction town is. Right. They can't be confused about where the town is. Well, yeah. and, and you may not know, but give me a, uh, a rough approximate here. How high is it from where they started at the bottom of the trail to the Continental Divide? Elevation, do you know how many feet up? No idea. Up? Literally no idea whatsoever. Okay. I, I know that it's a significant number. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you you ascend, I don't know, let's just say a thousand feet. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm pulling that number out of thin air. Mm-hmm. But it would be really hard to say, oh, I don't know. I guess we'll go back up that thousand foot incline. No, yeah, that, that no. makes no sense. Yeah. Because no. it's got to be two other girls right. that, he's, that he's I saw. would agree with that. Yeah. The other problem, I guess, is that these Dutch men that they had brunch with. And actually, it turns out that it's confirmed that those the detectives who came from the Netherlands found those men. Like, they knew who those men were. And they interviewed them and questioned them. They had returned to the Netherlands since the Dutch detectives showed up in Panama. And they found them and interviewed them. But that's like it. Like, they ne- the Dutch officials never released anything that said these were the men and they had literally no information. They Like, there was none of that happened. They It's just... Oh, yeah, we found them and we interviewed them. Mm-hmm. End of story. Yeah. So that's a bit, you know, that's, of course, frustrating for us. A little bit. As trying to solve this mystery. Although, you know, I don't know if that's standard operating procedure for police these days. Like, say, in, in cases like this, which are bound to make it onto the Internet and make it onto web sleuths and, and pages like that. Yeah. Maybe the guy said, hey, look, I know this is going to wind up on web sleuths and, and, and millions of people are going to start circulating, like, you know, all these rumors that, you know, we're the killers. Could well, you keep I think, my name out of it? I think that you don't have to even release the name, right? You just have to say, like, oh, hey, yeah, uh, we, we found them and they weren't involved. Like, we interviewed them and they had lunch with the girls and they weren't involved anymore. Like, they, that's fine. But they mm-hmm. haven't even released that amount of information. So... There are a lot of theories out there. We're going to just kind of talk in broad terms about them. But I do want to make sure really quickly that we're all on the same page about all of the bones that were found being like totally clean and like broken in weird places. We're we're cool with that, right? Yeah. We don't need to like talk about the fact that they were they died in the jungle, and there are scavengers and weather and and bugs 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 and will clean bones really would fast. have very quickly been cleaned off by animals and bugs in the weather, and then likely they were all found in riverbeds, so they were washed down the river, broken by rocks. That's what happened. The shoe, did that only have bones in it? Or did that actually have flesh in it as well? I think it had some flesh in it too, but I think that's not so weird to me. Well, no, it's not weird, but that was the only place that I could see that happening. So I just wanted Mm -hmm. to clarify. Yep. That's my understanding is that it had the kind of foot in it. So we're good. We don't need to talk about that. No, not at all. If anybody has like huge questions, I guess we'll put a link into like how bodies decompose in the jungle on the website. If you like really want to do the research on it. You really don't want to do the research on that. Just don't do it. It's a little gross. Yeah. So theories. Yeah. What do you got? First off, as with most of my stories, it turns out these days, there's kind of two camps, (laughs) right? Foul play or unfortunate accident. I'm going to go ahead and start out by saying I think foul play is like super unlikely and you can kind of just extrapolate out like what people, you know, it's Panama. 
it's actually it turns out one of the safest places in panama but it's still panama yeah. So, you know, people say, oh, they were murdered, but, like, why? Uh, really? They took, they took uh, like, many, many days to murder them, huh? A lot of days, yeah. 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 And then somebody and was like... they didn't take their cell phones and camera away from well, them. Well, somebody was like, oh, they could have been murdered, and then it was the murderer was, like, trying to make it look like they were lost in the wilderness, so they were, like, turning the phone on and, like faking calls but that's the dumbest thing i ever heard thank you for saying those words because i was <laughs> almost gonna say that's the dumbest thing i've heard yeah. all day because if i live in the you know if i'm a commando in the jungle i'm not gonna leave a false trail for some woman or two women that i kill i'm just gonna kill them yeah, yeah and, that's and, it. and hide the bodies really carefully also rape and kidnapping but those are also dumb Mm, yeah, they carried it out for a long time. It's just, yeah, it went on for a real long time. And, like, who in the world is going to put that much effort into, like, staging an unfortunate loss? Like, that's dumb. Yeah, I, I can't I can't buy that. And there's, there's, as you said, this is one of the safer places in the area, so I can't really see... It just doesn't make sense. There's not a lot of guerrilla activity yeah. or oh, no. nefarious activity for me to even count that as a viable option. And this isn't the area of Panama where there's just like random pot farms everywhere and stuff. That's not, I mean, there might be, but like it's not, they didn't likely just wander onto, you know, somebody's land or anything like that. No. And so, what has anybody considered, uh, is there anybody out there in the world, the World Wide Web is talking about alien abduction? No. Okay. Because again, I'm kind of surprised. It went on too long. That's the whole thing. Is like it went on for so long that like pretty much the only option is that like there was an unfortunate accident that happened. Yeah, I'm sure it, uh, even if they were just lost, I mean, one of them obviously probably died before the other one died. So uh, there's an interesting, fun little tidbit of information that I didn't bring up earlier, but I will bring up now. Uh, is when it really they, fun? It's. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. When they did the analysis... So, I, I guess I didn't mention that, like, a lot of other bones have been found since that kind of initial bone find. Um, some of them were leg bones. And when they did analysis on the leg bones that were Lizanne's, they found... I guess you can tell via bones this condition that causes your muscles to inflame. And it affects your bones as well. I can't remember what it's called, but it's caused by overexertion. Hmm. So that strongly suggests, you know, to a lot of people, they say, well, maybe like Chris got injured and Lisanne was trying to carry her. Or, you know, maybe Lisanne, you know, broke her leg and was like overexerting the other leg trying to, you know, anything. It also, I guess it's possible that the inflammation could have been caused like by poison, like by a bite. All possible. All possible. So I guess, you know, my list of unfortunate accident stuff is, I think it's it's most likely that one of them got bit by a snake on accident or twisted an ankle and they thought they could figure out a shortcut <laughs> through the jungle and got lost out there. It's mm -hmm. a bad idea. I yeah, agree. I, let me tell you about the time. I, I'm not going to tell you the time, but one of these days I'll tell you the story of the time I was in Patagonia. And I took a shortcut. Yeah, I, it's I never a good idea. It. I regretted it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's also possible, you know, there are a lot of like weird ravines that go off. They just thought that was the trail and took that. There are pictures of them on the trail that, you know, Steve and I were kind of talking about earlier. I was like, this picture actually creeps me out of Chris because it kind of looks like they're just walking through a dried up riverbed. That doesn't look like a trail at all to me. 
but maybe it is and that's not something that you know any of the investigators have brought up is that like oh this obviously isn't the trail apparently that's what the trail looks like so it'd be pretty easy to just you know think this other offshoot was the trail and get lost and before you know it you realize oh it's you know getting dark the sun is setting we've no idea where we are although in that instant what do you do you turn around and follow the trail you were just following back to the other trail and walk out that way or if you have to camp camp on the trail seems like a wise idea i just like i don't know why so for me i don't think it's possible that they just got lost I... You don't think it's possible they just got lost? So No, I think so, that so think one that of them had to have them, been injured. One of them was injured? At least, yeah, yeah at least one of them. See, I, I, I disagree with that. Yeah? When when I looked at the map, that uh, which is another one of the great infographics that, that somebody has put together, and there's this map that kind of plots out their course uh, to the last point that we know about, and then, so if you follow that course north or northeast, this is the point that I was making earlier and we had talked about is that you come to another river. And that river is, it's the Rio Changuinola. Mm -hmm. If I'm, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, that's flowing downhill on the north side of that continental divide that mountain ridge that we were talking about mm -hmm. okay well if they're if they're lost i i can see them being confused and one trying to convince the other no listen we need to follow this this is totally going to take us home and correct me if i'm wrong but they, they only took a couple of bottles of water is that right yeah but the i guess the argument is those rivers would be kind of pure enough to I I don't. I, I mean, don't obviously, agree it's not ideal. That. You're probably going to get giardia or something. But giardia or dysentery. But you're going to drink it. You're, you're going to drink it, and you're going to get something, yeah. and that's going to make you sick and ill. Mm -hmm. And so my my personal belief is that they got sick. I don't think mm. somebody fell and broke a bone. I think they both got ill. And usually those kind of things, they tear up your guts and you can't walk. We're talking like a couple days later, like they got lost and then got ill. Because that doesn't, it doesn't, Giardia takes a while. It's not like you drink it and suddenly it's like food poisoning. Two hours later, you're vomiting. It takes a while to get hold in there. It takes a day or two. But if you're right. lost for a day or two, mm -hmm. then you're incapacitated and you're stuck. Yeah. And then dehydration sets in no matter how much you drink out of the river that you're laying next to you're gonna be dehydrated and i think that one of them did have the presence of mind as we know by the on again off again scenario mm -hmm. but personally as i looked at the photos of what we could see uh, from the camera from it's the eighth day correct uh, no it's the seventh day it's april 8th the seventh day these are all the black photos yeah when i looked at because i pulled up the user manual on their camera I wanted to know, what does it take to use this thing? Mm -hmm. It's a simple point and click. It's got the little back and forth spring-loaded dial on the front to turn it on and off. Mm -hmm. And then it's just a really simple push to turn on and, or to take a photo. Mm. So I can see either A, somebody having spasms or a seizure of some kind and just essentially holding down repeatedly squeezing the button consciously or unconsciously 
or if they're already deceased at that point and it's in their hand and there's some kind of critter rustling around and checking them out because they're a corpse and that means that they're fair game mm-hmm. continually hitting that and that's why we're not seeing anything because it's pointed up or it's rolled into one of them's the hair of is it chris chris chris's hair so the problem with that theory is that the camera was found neatly packed in the backpack oh the camera was back in the backpack yeah everything was in the backpack oh wow. so it wasn't point. like somebody just passed out it wasn't like a seizure it was and you know people have said like oh well maybe it was like floating down the river and like hitting stuff and that Dang was setting rocks. it off but yeah. like then it would have had it would have like, been like super you know when you accidentally take a picture of like the inside of your hand the flash is like it would they would have been white pictures they wouldn't have been black pictures correct and you wouldn't have had the hair and also the uh, i'm assuming the hair was dry yeah, yeah, it was. And I was, I'm assuming this is not a watertight camera. No. So once it goes uh-uh. into the river, it, you can't use the flash anymore. Yeah. Or you can't, can't take pictures anymore. Yeah. So, they've so got, I, I, I'm kind of thinking that they probably tried, probably there was a helicopter or some such thing flying overhead, and they were just trying to signal it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, you know, again, the other problems I have with that are the pictures of, you know, what look like different areas taken on that same night, the hair the like fairly purposeful picture of whatever they've created I, on the rock there. And I, I, I'm not going to, I'm again, we don't have to, to go into it at great length, but I don't know sure. that there are different areas. I could see those pictures being taken from pointing one direction, turning 90 degrees and taking another. Sure. So I, sure. I, when you say a different area, I'm just trying to get the context of it's not as if they roamed a hundred right, right. yards. Yeah, no, I would agree it's with just that. a different direction that they were facing at the time. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, it, 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 the only reason that I, I think that they were stuck on the riverbank and I, I cause, I called out sickness mm-hmm. is because I don't know if we've clarified this yet, but everything besides the backpack Every single thing was downstream. Well, the backpack was downstream too. Everything, yeah, everything's all of it. downstream. All of it was uh, downstream. downstream. I think it's there, it's pretty yeah. well accepted that a flash flood probably washed their stuff down. It but, could yeah. be that that's what finally did them in too. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the thing about it is, is if you're out there in, in rough wilderness area, the best thing to do is to find a river and yeah. follow it down. Yeah, and then uh, and so they were probably doing that. They were mm-hmm. probably following this river, and they might have even thought they were they were on the, the other side of the continental divide. Although yeah. how they could have jumped to that conclusion is beyond me. But maybe they realized there's no way we're going to get back to the top, and if, we'll just well, follow this until it comes to a village. I guess. Um, and then the flash flood comes along, and well, that's kind of it for them. If you look at the pictures of that area, there are a lot of mountains, so mm-hmm. it's possible that they, you know, crested another one and thought it was the same one, and you know, they yeah. turned around in the. But you know, the other thing is there are a lot of um, like old huts. The area that they were kind of in, especially the area they were, their remains were found in is like grazing area or farmers walk through it. Obviously farmers have found most of this stuff. Locals have found most of this stuff. So it's not as though they were in an unpopulated area. I mean, it wasn't like a city, obviously, but like certainly in that, in the time of 10 days, people were like walking through that area. So, you know, I have, I have no good scope of how, one could be so thoroughly lost with so many people looking for you. You would, they would have had to have been mobile. The jungle is a big place. It is. It absorbs sound quite well. That's too. true too. So but, I, yeah, 
Yeah, I. But yeah, people get lost. This is not the first time this kind of thing has happened. I just got to say, don't go out in the woods without a compass and some food and water and Mm -hmm. all kinds of other stuff. And like emergency stuff. You know, really, honestly, the best advice I could give anybody is they're like fifty cents. Those survival whistles and those suckers are loud. Yeah, those those things are good. A flare gun. You can get actually small flare guns. They're not like the big, the big, big steel ones that they carry on ships. You can get small little flare guns and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. That's also just take some survival stuff with you. Take take survival stuff. Yeah. Or tip number one is. Don't go into a remote area you don't know of on your own. Especially if you've hired a guide for the next yeah, that's, day. That's what perplexes me yeah. so much about this is why they decided. Because, I mean, technically that trail does go on for hundreds and hundreds of kilometers. Yeah. You know, through the jungle. But if you don't know what you're doing. Why would you go... Ah, what the hell? Let's just give it a shot. That's you know that, maybe maybe they thought that's they what would... I don't understand. I, don't, I agree. I don't get it either. That's uh... but at twenty one, I might have made that decision. True that, but um, maybe they thought you know we got nothing else going on. This is the trail around here. Let's just go do a couple of miles of it and then come back, and then we'll go do the major trek tomorrow. And they wind up like, and I've done this before. You go out in the woods, and it's like. Uh, I mean, we're just going to go a couple of miles, and then you get out there, and it's like, oh, let's go another mile, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, let's go another mile. You yeah. know, I mean, come on, why not? You know, and and you wind up going a lot further than than you originally planned on. Yeah, going. it's just really unfortunate. Oh, it is. <laughs> the whole situation, and and it, it's really sad too that they lasted so long that they were out there. I'm sure terrified and yeah, hungry so and thirsty. If you follow the timeline you may or may not have realized that the parents their parents went out with the search parties which means that their parents could have been within a mile of them while they were still alive mm-hmm. yeah and that's scary to me you know it's not like it's tragic startling yeah it is it's tragic tragic is definitely the word and um, also yeah i don't know it's just i'm sure the parents wonder about that all the time they do i watched this I, documentary I so sad for them it's all in uh dutch so i didn't understand it but i did watch this documentary of a, a news crew from the netherlands came with the family and filmed them walking the trail and it's just kind of, it's like pretty hard to watch. You don't understand what they're talking about. And they seem like in fine spirits, but it's like just to know, you know, they have this moment where they pause and they, they're at this like waterfall and they both just kind of stand there and they say, well, this is the last known place of our daughter, you know, and they show this picture and it's the picture of her like standing by a waterfall. You know, it's just that moment of like, oh man. Yeah. That's, those kind of emotions are inherent. Yeah. We all understand it. People don't understand the language. Yeah. So that's a fun story for this week. Do you guys have any other theories you want to talk about? No, I really am done. Yeah. yeah I, I don't have much to contribute on this one, really. I just think that, um, yeah, yeah, they got lost and they got turned around and they started doing the wrong things. That's what happens when you get lost is mm-hmm. you get this idea in your head that, oh, well, you know, this is the way to go. And you can't get that fixation out of your head. I've been there. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been oh, lost. Yeah. 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 I've been lost in the woods. And, totally. Uh, and you make mis- and just mistakes compile you know, mm-hmm. pile on top of mistakes, and next thing you know, you're really lost. Yeah, yeah, and that's what happened to them. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's really too bad that they couldn't find a, a tree high enough to shinny up to get cell coverage, yeah. or a mountain high enough to get up on top of. Yeah, I agree. Connect with a phone call that would have been good. There you go. So the infographics that we've been talking about, um, as well as some links will be on our website, um, thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. 
you are probably not listening to us there. You're probably listening to us on iTunes. I think that's like where most of our traffic comes from these days. A good chunk. Uh, if you're on iTunes, leave us a comment and a rating, which, you know, you guys are doing pretty good at. I guess it's Look how it. people find us <laughs> other than Twitter. Reddit. It's how They've people find us. Awesome. So we've guys, been getting a lot of stuff. On yeah. There. So thank you. Uh, you may be trying to stream us on Stitcher. We're again, working on the trying. Yeah. That's the operative <laughs> word here. Trying real hard to work with them on that. We've got some engineers on it. I promise you might be friends with us on Facebook. You might have liked our page. If you haven't feel free to take a moment to do that. You may or may not follow us on Twitter. If you don't, that's okay. I don't have a Twitter, so I guess it's okay. But you should follow us if you have a Twitter. We yeah, yeah. every once in a while tweet something, usually when somebody's tweeted at us already. <laughs> it's usually Mario. It's usually it. Uh, and if you want to talk about this case with any of us or you have suggestions or anything like that, please feel free to send us an email, thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. With that, I think we're going to get out of here. (laughs) You guys are both just like wide-eyed and like, I don't want to think about life anymore. Yeah, no, this this is a rough story. Yeah. Yeah, it's very sad. Yeah. We're going to have to do something completely weird next week. Yeah. We've done enough of these lately. I agree. Uh, I need something completely different than people disappearing. Okay. Yeah, I think it's my turn next week, so I'll come up with something like that. And no more disappearances for a while. Can it involve clowns? No, uh, no, nothing scarier. Not. Yeah, it might have, it might involve squirrels. Uh, I'm but, okay with that. Yeah, squirrels. I are love cool. squirrels. They're That's cool. totally awesome. They're cool. But anyway, if there's one lesson I'm taking away from this is stay the hell out of Panama. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it's better not to leave the house at all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we can agree on that. Bye, guys. All right. Bye, everybody. So, so long for this week. Mm-hmm.